that's a retrograde. I'm Stephanie Falcon Simbari. I'm Elizabeth Sheldcott. It is after the retrograde. We're in the shadow. We're in the shadow. And I've got food poisoning. <sighs> Nothing to knock you off your post whole thirty high horse like a little bit of projectile vomit. Literally, huh, stuff. This fucking food that I ate was whole thirty compliant. Went to the gynecologist yesterday. Was told I'm in tip top shape. Amen. Everything's healthy. Had a laugh with the gyno. No better news than than said news. I mean, it's literally the best news of life. Then I was like, oh, Italy's across the street. I'll go over there and pick something up. Walk around, sniff the cheeses. I'm not going to eat them, but I want to huff them. Get there. I'm like, oh, I'll get a salad. Great salad bar. I ate it. I did. Is it get... a salad bar or is it a pre-made? No, it's like, it's like a, you know, they have all the lettuces like in the drawers and then they make it for you. Oh, Okay. You can get a pre- you can get like a preset one or you can make your own. I had no There's idea. All these different food stations in there. I can't believe you haven't been. I've been to the one in New York. Yeah, obviously we a million times. Yeah. I walked through the one here when it first opened. It was madness. Yeah, I had like that my mom and dad in tow. They were like, "We don't care about pasta this much, so we're like not gonna like brave these lines with you." No, it's like a mellow afternoon jaunt at this point. And I got a salad with anchovies and salami, which maybe was questionable, but I love a surf and turf. And it's whole thirty compliant. Totally so compliant. Surf and, and turf. <laughs> then eighty eight hours later, I was literally projectile vomiting on the walls of my bathroom. That's really rough. It was really rough, and it just like I still feel off. I'm literally laying down right now, you guys. Yeah, but um, it looks cozy. It's all right, you know. Whatever. It's all right. Um, I'm just saying, Batali, get it together. Yeah, you can't Batali. be a sex offender and have meats that aren't and have provisions that have gone bad. Yeah, it's just it's like one, one or, or the, the other. other. Figure it out. Full on. Um, I will say pre. Uh, food poisoning journey yeah we had a fun journey we did have a fun we went journey. to an amazing sound bath yes. hosted by lord jones yes. and i just wanted to shout them up because we are circling around the 420 holiday i think it may have just passed when this came out comes out holiday um and we did a great episode with cindy and rob about a year back mm-hmm. they've been really at leading the pack in terms of um brands that are able to flourish with the legalization of marijuana here. And they've just been doing such an amazing job with they their crush it. crushing it. With and Torkum G was doing and Torkum G. So Torkum G did an awesome episode with us for sound baths on sound baths mm-hmm. on the topic. Cindy and Rob schooled our fools when it comes to all things marijuana. And, um, I feel like if you guys are just joining the, that's a retrograde universe and want two fun episode recs, there you go. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. We have a amazing show today. And wait, we have to talk about our exciting oh, news. Speaking of events, yes. we have one coming up. Yes. We are very excited for this announcement. I wish you had your sound machine with you. Choo, choo, choo. Boo, boo. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mouth noises. You know, I a love different it. kind. <laughs> um, May 19th. Four Moon Spa. In the lovely Encinitas, California. Encinitas, California. It's an intimate event. I think it's going to be for about 40 people. So space is limited. We're just taking over the Four Moon Spa with a bunch of fun surprises. Just think if like That's So Retrograde exploded and gave you an afternoon of your dreams. So it's treatments, it's experiences, it's a conversation, it's comedy, it's it's wine, it's It's, us. It's all the things. It's going to be from 1 to 4 p.m. on 519. And we have the 
ticket link up in our events page on that so retrograde slash events and it's also over on the four moons uh, spot it is a ticketed event it is a day-long extravaganza it's going to be amazing we will release more information but trust us you want to get in there get those tickets we heard you you said you'd go to encinitas for us mm-hmm. and we're gonna meet you there mm-hmm. so if i wasn't me i'd buy a ticket same <laughs> the whole idea is with the tickets is like we want to give people experiences with these healers and these amazing people in our life like and the cost is much less than it would be for if you were going to book an appointment. 100%. And so that's really the vision. We want to bring it to everybody so that they get to try the fun stuff that we talk about on the show. That's really important to us. We don't want to talk about it. We want to do it. I'm so excited. So um, without further ado, let's get to talking. Let's do further. It. Pew, pew. We're really excited. We have Robin Euclid joining the show. Super fun conversation. Take it away. Very excited about this one today. Me too. We have Robin Euclid, certified health coach, author, just overall badass in the health space. Mama. Who was connected to us by our dear friend to the show. I think other than my parents, like our first listener, I could say, Um, Leslie Silverman. So hi, Leslie. Hi. Anytime she says you should have this person on the show, I'm kind of don't really ask any other questions, (laughs) but um, had the... Pleasure to connect with you and learn about everything you're doing. Um, you just had a book come out, Thin From Within. Congratulations. Your Thank second you. book. Thank the you. first one, Go With Your Gut. Two things that I'd like to like, meditate want. on. Yeah. You know, like Thin From Within, Go With Your Gut. Like mm-hmm. those are two mantras that I could really get behind. Um, and I love you that. You sounded like a real sports fan. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Do you guys watch sports? No. 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 <laughs> To any of you? No. Um, But uh, I love when we first spoke, you talked about how there's sort of this like um, stigma within the quote unquote wellness world about talking about like having weight loss goals. Mm. I feel like it comes from like the, you know, we all kind of were trapped by an eating disorder at a young age in the teens when we would open a magazine and everyone was skinny and it's like fat dieting and that became like really the thing that we were focusing on and then like at least for me as an adult I really rebelled against that because I hated as a grown-up person that that was even like part of my consciousness but I've definitely gone like too far in the other direction of being like fuck it like I'm not going to subscribe and then I'm like bloated and not feeling well <laughs> and I'm like what what am I rebelling against at this point and like how can I come back to center like it's not bad to want to be fit no no it's you can it, this is your life yeah and you can be and do anything you want to be <laughs> yeah. it's totally okay you know I I spent a lot of time in my childhood as well trying to fix myself mm-hmm. I read those magazines I didn't look like those girls and I was like oh okay there's something wrong here we need to fix it we need to change it And it came from this place of unhappiness and not seeing really what I had and how that could be beautiful. And how could I? Nobody was having that conversation with me. Mm -hmm. My mom wasn't sitting me down. I didn't have friends that were talking about body positivity and all of that conversation. And so I didn't know what to do. So I turned to diets and tried to fix myself. And this became kind of a career um, in dieting. And then eventually I 
those diets changed. I thought I was being healthy, you know, tuna fish on whole wheat and diet fruit drinks and all low that fat kind of cheese. Oh my god, all the nineties. Yeah. Oh my god, I was the nineties diet. <laughs> Kashigolin crunch. I had all which I, is so good with honey, by the way, drizzled on top. I told you what my it tastes good. That stuff tastes good. I'm not gonna lie. I told you about my 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 lunch in high school, right? This was my healthy lunch in high school and I was like kind of deep in my like, I think I went through probably the same thing as you. I would have a whole wheat piece of toast with cottage cheese on it. Mm, No, wait, mm -hmm. actually first it was smeared with peanut butter and jelly. Did you measure that peanut butter? Because I did. No, I just like did one thing. (laughs) And then I put cottage cheese on that. Then I put Goldene Crunch on top of that. And then I put cinnamon. And I can remember opening up the Tupperware in class and it just smelling you know how i am about anything the white the foods. white foods i can't oh you're white i know a white food his nickname used to be white food <laughs> <laughs> i hate no i hate all that's white actually foods. His like nickname. all white foods for that's so the weird first, like 22 years of my life i was like no those kids are the opposite way. yeah and then i went to italy and i was like oh cheese you guys jesus <laughs> have you food. heard cheese is my delish. favorite food i mean that's definitely something that makes me different in the wellness world is i love all the kinds of foods i love the diet foods i love snack wells i still think they're delicious i love crappy foods i love cheetos and hot dogs i think that stuff tastes great i also love the healthy foods yeah. you know and the foods that are more supportive of my body now but i i love all that and so that was part of the reason why i struggled so much and so eventually i found my way to nutrition school but that became another diet. So wellness became another diet, right? The, the cookies got replaced by kale chips, which might sound silly, but you're not supposed to eat three boxes of kale chips. Like that's, that's not, yeah. you're not supposed to eat three boxes of anything. Yeah. You're supposed to eat what feels good for you. Yeah. And you know, when you're satisfied and I still didn't even understand what that meant. And so in my journey of learning what it meant to be satisfied with my food in my body for myself and teaching that to my clients, I realize there's a conversation we can have in the weight loss world in a way that feels very sane and very supportive that helps you find what's best for you, but also gives you some food suggestions, but doesn't say this is it. Mm -hmm. It's basically my goal is let's have a conversation around this. How can this be supportive? How can this not feel like another way we're trying to fix ourselves, but a path to ourselves with the right tools? I love how in your book you say that weight, it's not really about your weight. It's about the way that you feel in your body. And I totally resonate with that because it's like objectively someone could look at any of us and just be like you're doing great and it's like yeah but I feel like you know when you feel like swollen would be like the best way to put it it's not even like fat yeah that's such like a trigger word it's Mm -hmm. more like there's something in my body that's just like almost like a balloon like pumped you up and you can't get it out of you. Yeah. That's how I would describe like fatness. And that's why I wanted to take a- away the shame from the conversation, no matter what the weight. Wait, I call weight as a feeling your body. Around there's all yeah, we're, we're air quoting to- fat, we're air <laughs> weight, we're air quoting diet. <laughs> they're so multifaceted, these terms, and they have a lot of meanings. And that's what I, I'm exploring triggers. and with it. And triggers. Do you know, I'm to tell people too, like I was not a wellness girl. I'd never eaten kale before I went to nutrition school. I just learned about the word trigger from my girlfriends at Kripalu, like, a year or two ago. Like this was not my language, but somehow I, and I think that's one of the gifts that I actually do have is that I can speak more to the mainstream. I want to say not again, air quotes, mainstream, Mm -hmm. it's just people speak to a broader audience about how you can still love your sun chips, but feed yourself. The original flavor. So So how do we do that? How do we, you know, bridge those gaps? So two things. So one, 
our gut and our gut health, and then also our gut, our instinctual gut. Hashtag microbiome. Exactly. Hashtag microbiome to begin. So what's happening there? How can you support that? And then also your intuition. So how can you nurture that voice inside of you that knows what's best for you? So if you're feeling like you have a balloon in your stomach, it may not even be about the food in that moment. It's how can I get quiet, tune in, say, tune in and say, what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. What's happening in my life that's making me feel weighed down? What mm-hmm. do I need to look at? What do I need to maybe have an uncomfortable conversation around so that I can explore that and feel that release and that relief? And maybe your physical weight will match that, but it might just be that emotional weight that wants to be lifted. You know, I was telling you that I just came off the Whole30 and I know that's not your diet, but it really did like change my it's great. I life love and my relationship to food. Like the number one thing that I feel like is that we don't realize is like ruining our lives is all the sugar that we're consuming. And I think that's really interesting to look at as like a first step. Yeah. Your, your gut does not digest sugar. Very yeah. well. and it's, it's essentially like there for fermentation. It's fermentation aid. It's it, you add it to kombucha to create this and grow the SCOBY and create probiotics. Like it doesn't, your gut doesn't really process it in the way it does other macro and micronutrients. Mm. So sugar for sure can be really triggering <laughs> for people on an emotional level, but also physical level. And I love exploring the emotional side of this conversation and the practical side of it too. To that emotional side, like you spoke about your own journey, was how did that line up with you starting your own practice and had you gotten to the other side along with your clients mm. or other side, air quotes, um, <laughs> like found like maybe, maybe we should let's call say, this episode air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> inner peace, let's say around the, the, the food conversation within yourself, like what did that look like as you were training people, I guess, is mm-hmm. my question. Or yeah, coaching I, people. I've only recently found a new depth of peace around food and my body since having my daughter two mm-hmm. years ago. So I'll, I'll get into that in a moment. But finding my way to teaching this was really because I love food. My mom's an amazing cook. I love being in the kitchen. I love talking about food, obsessing about food, reading about diets. And so someone had suggested I check out the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I'm a proud alum. And I got the brochure and I'm a Libra. So typically back then, even way more indecisive. And I decided within a week that I was going to go to school. This was for me. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I didn't know what a health coach was. I had no plans to open my own coaching practice. And, but I just knew that in my gut (laughs) that this is what I was supposed to do. And so I started school and within a year of graduation, I had a full-time coaching practice. And the way that I did that were a couple things. First off, I was you know, they say start with a beginner's mind. I really was, you know, I didn't, hadn't eaten a goji berry. That's how we go into every podcast. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. And it's the best (laughs) way. It's the, you guys do know a lot, but it is the best way because, because you're, you're there to learn. You're there to take it in and see what resonates with your soul. And then that's the, again, the emotional part of this, but the practical part was I just did what the fuck they told me to do. Like, they're like, these are the workshops you should, should go give. Here's how you can structure a coaching practice. And because I had no other intuitive hit saying, do it this way. I was like, okay, I'm going to follow directions and just be Mm. a really great student. And that's what I did. When they said to get clients, I went and got clients. When they said, here's some of the language you can use, I did that. I used their own website that they gave you. And this was even before it was like the remodeled version for years. And it was fine. I just did. I just stayed in my action because it was my passion. And in my 
free time, that's when I did all the emotional uh, doubting, but I didn't bring it to my practice. You know, every night I was like, I don't know anything. I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't help people. But during the day, I just, I did the work. Mm. And so eventually I kept, you know, teaching and and working with coaching clients one-on-one and starting these group coaching programs that I run now. And my journey with my body changed through that. I definitely picked up pieces here and there, but it changed one for sure. When I started focusing more on gut health, I just started reading about it. I was like, this makes sense. This is the center of our bodies. It's responsible for our brain, our immunity, how we digest and process our food, how we get out of our food, what we're getting, what we, our bodies are craving. And if they can function at their optimal, like I'm going to feel better. And so when I experimented with that for myself, I noticed a difference in my body. I actually did feel better and I did start to lose some real weight too with that. And I noticed a difference in my clients. So what did you start with? Like, you know, gut health. It's a yeah. big conversation. Yeah, it feels overwhelming and conflicting at times as well. Yeah. So that's the goals with my, both my books too, with go with your gut and thin from within is to make gut health very accessible and as basic and straightforward as possible. Uh, a few places I started was with fermented foods. So having raw fermented probiotic rich sauerkraut in my diet, getting that in two to three times a day and just seeing that I felt less bloated after my meals. Did you not get gassy? Mm Mm-mm. No, it actually helps. Well, if you're not used to it at all, it, you know, start with like a forkful, for yeah. example, and you can work your way up to more when you get more used to it. But it actually helps you process the food that you're eating. So you're getting more nutrients, you're extracting more vitamins and minerals in addition to the benefits that are in the actual sauerkraut. So it would be like have a meal and then have like a bite of sauerkraut. With it. I would usually have with, it with, with it. Yeah, course. with it. So I, I think of it like... um like a vinegary component or like a sour component. So if you're having, if you like pickles or something mixed into your tuna fish, for example, you would like mix that into your salad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then (laughs) you are a big proponent of eating the probiotic versus like a pill. I think probiotics um, in pill form and supplement form are wonderful backup and insurance, but a lot of us can't process them. Our bodies actually, our digestive systems aren't strong enough to break them down. Like it usually stops before it can get to the it just you kind of pass it yeah <laughs> it just kind of goes through we could talk yeah. about poop too i love talking about poop Same. um <laughs> poop's so fun mm. I, I mean like what it, oh the best anyways i think that comes from my childhood my mother we had this like raging 80s bathroom that the it was the front of our house and it was all glass blocks like four to floor to ceiling glass blocks around oh yeah and then mirrors so if you look to the side you like went on for decades or like thousand of you and i wanted to spend all my time in this bathroom i literally <laughs> so. had this same thing it was wall wall to wall to ceiling to floor even the what are the the shutters were slats of mirror amazing like if my parents weren't narcissists i I mean yeah so i had a very happy bathroom so i loved being in there and getting to poop and now i get to talk about poop but knowing um, your angles exactly (laughs) while pooping while pooping and kind of studying myself um so yeah you can add in a probiotic but i i really do suggest starting with more of these probiotic rich foods and different varieties and seeing how your body processes them and again just a little bit what about like stopping and starting because i find myself really good like i'll get a variety Mm -hmm. i'll have like the sauerkraut i'll have the kimchi i'll be on top of it then I'll run out and then I'll maybe pick it back up at the grocery store and not immediately is that just kind of setting us back or is it okay to not be as diligent like what's okay it's not gonna there's not gonna be a set back it's more you're just gonna be kind of at neutral Mm -hmm. so if you want to be able to go into like high gear you want to think about having it 
consistently. Consistent. And that's why I teach in the book my rule of five plate. Uh, so if you have those five components on your plate at lunch or dinner, you're going to be covered. And it's kind of made us memorize like, okay, sauerkraut or whole brine vegetables. Like I need to make sure okay. I have that with Tell my meals. Tell us the five because yeah. we love a good math equation for it's, every meal. <laughs> it's so helpful. Um, so first, there's nothing groundbreaking in here. It's very straightforward, but it's a helpful way to think about it. So first up, greens. Uh, you can have raw greens if you can digest them. Some people can't. So you might want to have cooked greens. That's something to start with too. If you notice you get bloated after you eat vegetables. So having them cooked is a little bit more easy to digest. Um, protein, so quality protein that can be vegan. It can be carnivore, whatever works for you, but variety is great. Um, next up, healthy fats, not too much. I teach about talking, uh, about nuts being more like olive oil, like thinking of them like a serving of coconut oil. You wouldn't have like a cup of coconut oil right. in this evening. That would be a lot for your system. Nuts can be a lot for your system to digest and also very heating for the body. Um, and that's why I got like weird acne when I did Whole30. Like the second week, a lot of nuts. So much fat. Yep. It's a lot. Because I was so hungry. Yeah. And then I was like, I got to cut back on all these. Like I was eating two avocados a day. Yeah. Like, when I ate Whole30, I think I was eating like coconut butter like straight out of the That's what my brother was doing. I'm like, you are such like That's a not the point, you guys. Heart. That is not the point. You're going to eat more cooked vegetables. So, which leads me to my next one, which is cooked vegetables. Um, so we don't have enough cooked vegetables in our diet. Again, based on Ayurvedic principles, traditional Chinese medicine, they're easier for your body to digest. And they also, especially as a woman, make the meal more satisfying, more grounding. It feels like, oh, if I'm missing a cooked vegetable from my plate, like I feel the difference. Like I feel like there's something missing. And that's when I go into my snacking, searching mm -hmm. for something to satisfy me behavior. It's less about wanting something sweet and often more about not having a cooked vegetable mm -hmm. in there. And then the fifth one is fermented vegetables. So okay. making sure that you have some kind of raw probiotic rich sauerkraut. I also have a recipe for whole brine veggies in the book that's very, very simple. Ooh. And like, again, I try and by make, I don't have that many um, fermented foods in my book recipes because people aren't going to make them. I can only so include real. the ones yeah. in there that are the, I'm like, okay, how can I make this as simple as possible? And even just the whole brine veggies is literally like a bunch of radishes and salt water that you shake and add a thing or two and like let it hang out on your counter. So are you meal prepping? I am doing a lot of meal prep. Okay. I am. I am. This it saves whole, my life, you guys. This it is something my life. that at by the time this airs, 33, <laughs> I just hacked into this like three weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm on a whole new playing field, it, it feels like. I realized, you know, in asking like when I, back to your question before about when I started to feel more peace in my body with having my daughter is I realized there were so many things that got much clearer when I had her. First of all, I didn't have as much time for a lot of these conversations that we were, that I kind of felt like I was indulgently having around my body. I just had to have action and I had to be fed. I was hungry and I didn't have a lot of time to deal with it. And I quickly realized I didn't have time to make my food and eat my food when I had my daughter. I had time for one or the other. Mm -hmm. And so if I didn't have food prepped in my refrigerator, I was going to eat something that didn't make me feel very good. And especially as a breastfeeding mom running a business, like I needed those calories. Like I needed that actual energy mm -hmm. for my food. And so I started meal prepping and figuring it out, doing it in a way where it doesn't have to be five hours on a Sunday. You can do it a little bit as you go. I break it all down in the book and just getting people understanding that this has to be an, an every week part of your life and seeing that when you don't do that, your week's going to look and feel in your body and your gut very differently. Absolutely. And then what about our favorite question as of late? We're breakfast. breakfast. We don't know what to do. Breakfast curious. Yeah, we're breakfast curious. People <laughs> like when we say that, but we are. You I can think have like I've, a whole club with that. I think <laughs> I've kind of like a, I'm like found with, along with the meal prepping. I've been able What's to work it out a little. Right um, the siete wraps. 
I'm obsessed with those. Some smoked salmon, veggies, mm. avocado, and hard-boiled egg. Kind of just depends, whatever. Throw some crown there. You got a roll of five plate. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, or I'll use the Ezekiel wraps. I know those are grains, but. It's okay. They're small. They have them at Trader Joe's. What works Joe's. for you? And they're Grains great. are not the devil necessarily. <laughs> it's just this hybridized wheat um, we're all eating. Exactly. Okay. So what about breakfast recommendations on your end? Yeah. So breakfast was the biggest game changer for me that changed my body so much because I'd search for breakfast for so long and my breakfast journey is such like a mirror for what was going breakfast on in my journey. life. Breakfast <laughs> journey. Legit. So my next real. book. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Honestly. The breakfast. The, breakfast, right the, the breakfast journey. <laughs> Thanks guys. Uh, so I went to nutrition school and immediately I was like smooth everyone's making smoothies let's make smoothies so I was making all the superfood smoothies putting all the things in there and I drink it in two minutes and wonder why I was still hungry or thought I was hungry or where my food went and while smoothies can be nutritionally wonderful and a great place for a lot of people to start who are either eating a crappy breakfast no breakfast on the go etc there's all different we're all at different stages of our wellness journeys but for me um, and a lot of my women that I was coaching and still am they need to physically eat their food, yes, exactly. Yeah. I need a spoon. I need a fork. I need. I need time. I need to see it. I need to see ingredients. I need to see a meal in front of me, not just something that I can drink like it's a snack or a beverage. I find that like when I drink a smoothie, literally, I'm ravishing. Like same. 35 minutes later, same. Even though calor- calorically it's and nutritionally, you could be getting exactly yeah. the same as you would get in a plate of food. Psychologically, if you're someone that has suffered from emotional eating, talking, you know, to my ladies who eat their feelings sometimes, like it may not be the best route for you, even though scientifically it, the, the information is there. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, so I went from and smoothie. the sugar. I think in the smoothie too. Yeah. Now that I'm, we got to keep now it low. On this <laughs> yeah. Now this sugar, this is coming from a, a gal who's just like, purse full of stevia at all times. I used to be <laughs> like, you know how it's pronounced stevia. Is it? How did okay. you know that? Nobody knows that. I always thought that's what it was. It's stevia because it's a Spanish stevia, word. And it it's stevia. And it me. Oh my God, no, I was like a creepy, like She'd sweet come over, grandma. Do you have stevia? And I'd be like, no. Like I couldn't have anything without it. Like I was like, addicted. Like if I would go get a coffee and put one in my coffee, I would take five in my bag. Yeah, no, it's like it's, that's it's, an addict. It's that's a lot. You know, yeah, you might want to say okay. okay. And then I would snort it. <laughs> and then I would fuck someone Main I didn't want to fuck. No. Scorpio. Yeah. Oh, you're a Scorpio. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, so yeah, so then uh, the smoothie went by the wayside and eventually led to uh, my colleague and friend, Laura Hames Franklin, who's amazing. You guys should check out her work. Um, she does a superhuman breakfast. And this was eggs, greens, sweet potato, sauerkraut, um, maybe some kind of healthy fat. And this was amazing for me for a while because it really trained me trained me to see like, oh, I could eat a plate of food and not get fat. Yeah. Uh, just being honest, there was a lot of personal fear of there. Not, yes. not sharing in the well. Again, no shame around this conversation. I'm not <laughs> saying it with judgment, but like you know your own body, you know how your clothes fit, you know how you feel, and like you can say that about yourself. And I, that's how I felt. To feel yeah. Great walking into the world and like whatever that looks like. And exactly. It doesn't feel, and that also doesn't feel that aligned that way when we feel like hungry and headachey and all of that because we're depriving ourselves. Yeah. Like yeah. it's the yeah. balance. So that was a great gateway yeah. meal for me to get comfortable eating a plate of food in the morning, realizing my body wasn't going to gain all this weight that I, you know, imagined in my mind I would. And then I got pregnant. 
And the thought of an egg, oh my God, or greens or standing at a stove was like, no way, no how. And then even when I had my daughter, same thing. And I know that meal is, it's in my first book, Go With Your Gut. It's great for some people. Again, find what works for you. At the time, At too. the time, and know that this can change. Like, even though I've found my way, which I'll share about the power of parfait, um, I, shan- I found my way there now. I still, every day, go through a practice of tuning and saying, what would feel good for me right now? What would feel supportive today? And usually it's the power of parfait. Sometimes on the weekend, it's an egg dish or something like what you said with your tortillas. But um, I still still make it a practice and a habit to tune in. So eventually I found my way to the power parfait. Yogurt sounded really good to me. Just cold dairy was like all I was craving. <laughs> like, <laughs> like cow dairy? Cow dairy. I have goats. I typically have goats or sheep, but sometimes I I'll have the crush sheep. It's so good. So it's good. tangy. It's Is not there a brand you like? There's no, there's some great ones, but like what's funny is goat and sheep yogurt are not popular really in the mainstream. So there's no like great branding behind something. Mm -hmm. So it's really, I say like find your local farmer, um, goat or sheep dairy, and it's different in every state and find something that you like. Um, so I have goat or sheep and then I realized like if I just had a little yogurt, I was still hungry later. So if I put some granola on it, it was like too much sugar and I still was hungry. So I needed something. I was thinking, okay, gut health, what's been, um, naturally helpful for nourishing my gut. How can I get some of that in? So I added in chia seeds, rich in omegas, rich in fiber, help you poop, help you feel full longer. Um, I added in oats. Oats are a great source of prebiotic fiber, which is something we also want to be getting with all those probiotics. The prebiotic starches um, nourish the probiotics in your gut. So think of it like fertilizer. Like cooking the oats and like just putting them in and I'd let it soak. I'd let it soak. Okay. So you put those in your yogurt. So chia, oats, uh, slash of nut milk or regular milk or water, even if you need to um, get more liquid in there, and then some protein powder. So the protein powder would add the flavor because I'm eating plain and I wanted something creamy and sweet and it would make it mousse-like. So I'd make that. And, and then, what protein are you using? Um, different ones of all time. I'm always, everyone's like, what's your favorite protein powder? I'm like, I'm trying them constantly because there's a new one that comes out. I yeah. feel like every day, like find something that's clean, minimal ingredients that works for you. Experiment with it. Get one of those like to-go packets and see like, yeah. how is your body after a few days with it's that? a great tip, the to-go packets. They're wonderful. The we'll really they're really expensive, but they're great. Sample. I know. It doesn't really make sense for the long term, uh, no. but yeah, but just for discovery trying. mode. So I'd mix all that together. I would add a, like three quarters of a cup of berries or a chopped apple or something like that. And then a little bit of granola on top and granola, again, being honest here, something I need to measure. I will do, I need a, to see what a quarter cup is because I will still be like, Oh, that's, that's, yeah. you know, you can go hard on that. I could go hard Real on easy. that. And I need to know for myself that I'm not eating too much, but more than I'm not eating too little. Cause sometimes I give myself less and then I would go back again and be like, I don't know what's what. So I found the measurements that work for me that I'm full for three hours, at least from this meal. I love eating it. And then again, I can make it on the spot. I usually let it hang out for a little bit at least so that the chia seeds absorb some of the liquid and the oats get soft. But the best thing about it, especially for busy moms, busy entrepreneurs running their businesses, you can make like four or five of them I mean, I would call them a fleet of power parfaits, have them in the fridge. There is no better feeling than in the morning when I only have 10 minutes to eat or I'm on the go or I'm going to a co-working space. I grab my little glass container or my Kook container. These are great. These K-U-U-K, they're collapsible uh, silicone containers you can get on Amazon. I take that with me. I feel like I've literally won the day. Not the day, but like the world. Amazing. I'm like, I took care of my breakfast. I love it. It tastes delicious. I look forward to it every single day. It's ready to go when I am winning. <laughs> like 
wedding. Inspiring. Yeah, I like Thanks. that. I want to do that. Do well, it. I'm scared to reintroduce dairy, but that's a different conversation. But, you but there's do... great non-dairy yogurt now, too. But they'll... Yeah, but sure. Oh, no. No, the lava. Yeah. Lava is an amazing one. You guys just got it. L-A-V-V-A. Okay. They use pili nuts and coconut water, and there's like barely any sugar. Okay, cool. Like, and there's no added but, sugar Yeah, like, but also what a... There's and the protein powder balances the unsweetened flavor there's too. There's sometimes ingredients in those that I'm like that are like thickeners that are seem suspect. So I've always a little yeah. The Kite Hill unsweetened Greek doesn't have anything like that in it, and lava is great. and those are dairy lava. free. Those are dairy free. L A V V A. I'm and I will keep people ask me about non dairy yogurts. I'm like those I will share because those are really hard to find. But I say even if you feel like you can't digest dairy, try goat or sheep's if you haven't. And if it's still not for you, this is not for you and this breakfast may not even be for you find what works for you and just check in be consistent with it but always still ask like what feels good for me and know that that could change I hope my power parfait never changes I love it so much (laughs) (laughs) it makes me so happy what about your three-day reset Mm. because I I'm inspired by Steph's whole 30 but I don't know if I'm there quite it's a lot So like, which scares you the most the no alcohol no no, I actually don't even know if you drank but I'm trying to think um, 30 days is a lot. It's a long time. The, it went by so fast. Yeah. No, I'm there for it. I'm actually down for it. It's more like the. I'm getting you the book for your something. birthday. You better not not do I'm it. Gonna do it. <laughs> so that's going to be like twenty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> better like it. Okay. And, and a tub of coconut butter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, don't go, don't fall into the, the first tub of week is hard, butter. and then you'll get into it. I think I'm nervous for the first week, and it's I don't tough. like parameters are difficult for me. Well, try yeah. the res- try the three day reset. Yeah, three days is very and, doable. And see how how that makes you feel, and if it inspires you to, to do something yeah. like the th- whole thirty, or just eat the way that I teach in the book, because really that's talk the point to of us the about the reset. So when I when I was creating this book, I always had a reset in my mind. I always had some version of a plan that felt very sane, that wasn't a detox, it wasn't a cleanse, it wasn't anything restrictive. But just, I know some of us just, sometimes we just need a plan. We just love and want to be told what to do. I love parameters. Same. I. Me too. There's just at times in my life when that is not for me and times in my life where I'm like, please, just somebody just Tell me what. You get so Tell me my what. We get so into our habits that it's like, you can't see outside of it. Yeah, exactly. And so to have someone just take you by the hand, say, you're doing great. You can do this. Yeah. Like, it's really nice. Um, so the reset, the point of the reset is actually, it's not really necessarily to reset anything. It's more to reset your mind to get you eating the way that I teach in the book. Okay. So it's kind of a primer on meal prep, on how to structure your plates, the rule of five way, how to get you used to preparing your food, having it ready to go, tuning into your body, sending an intention before your meal. It's really more about how to get in the frame of mind around those practices and that kind of lifestyle more than, okay, I'm just going to do this like diet for a few days, you know? Um, So the reset's about that. And it's really, it's probably even more food than most people need, you know, this and your snacks. It's to get you used to like snacking on roasted cauliflower and avocado because a lot of people wouldn't think, oh, my tray of roasted vegetables, I'll put them in a little silicone bag and like take those as my afternoon snack. Oh, Jean, like I never thought I could do that. So this just teaches you that there's different ways that you can get more of these good foods in your diet and see how you feel and you're doing kind of a cool 
community. Yes. Talk to us about that. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So um, my team, actually, everyone, like we've been really busy promoting the book and everything that's going on and and we didn't want to take on anything else, but I just kept hearing this voice from inside my soul being like, do a community reset, do a community reset. Because there's, I have a Thin From Within Facebook um, book club group and everybody in there was doing the reset and looking for accountability buddies and writing the most amazing testimonials about their experience and how they just feel so much better. It wasn't hard. Their husbands are doing it with them. Now they're eating that way all the time. And so I was like, let's do one together. So we're doing one at the end of the month. There's something happening too with the new moon cycle that it's a good time to kind of like shed and let go of anything that's not serving us. Do you know about this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been listening to podcasts around that. (laughs) Um, So it was a perfect time. I just got back from Coachella. My gut definitely (laughs) needs a break. That spicy pie uh, (laughs) giving you... Oh my God. (laughs) So much. So my body just, my body just wants a chance to, to reset, but also to connect, to just be like, let's just do this together. And so at the end of the month, beginning of um, end of April, beginning of May, I'm doing a group reset. It's totally free. You can join. Um, Just go to my name and forward slash reset, or you guys can include in the links as well. Um, It's free to join. And the only thing you need is a copy of my book. And I'm going to be sending emails every day that are just really supportive, doing Facebook lives, um, and just sharing about the experience and talking you through it. And what's nice is it starts before the actual three days too. So we're setting an intention together. We're getting just connected and clear on why we're doing this so that it's not another, I was the queen of like three day juice cleanses and like why it's not that and how this can work for you and how you might need to customize it or, you know, just what would feel supportive. Mm -hmm. That's my main thing. Like what is your intuition telling you and what would feel supportive right now? Can I ask you a personal question based on what you just said about the Coachella thing? Yes. Because I feel like that's that's a struggle where, you know, you eat really well and you're very conscious. And I'm saying you and a lot of people probably that are listening as well, like know what they should be doing. But then you go to a festival or you go visit your parents or you Mm. go to Europe or whatever the fuck it is. Suddenly you find yourself on like a downward spiral (laughs) into like pizza, ice cream and beer. And I guess my question is like, A, how do you like, mentally allow yourself to do that without becoming triggered into like a spirally mindset and then when you come back from that is it as simple as just like okay now I'm gonna do the reset yeah so it's a mix of everything so mostly and my thread that I teach in everything that I do is connecting to you and your intuition. So let's say before I go to for Passover to my in-laws in Tampa, Florida, I'll tune in and say, what is, what would feel supportive this trip? Like, is it to just, you know, eat what's served to me, have some cookies? Like, does that feel fine? Or do I feel like I need to give myself some parameters? Typically I'll hear too much sugar, no cookies and like make your rule of five plates. So I'll follow that. So it's always just a matter of tuning in and seeing what I, my body needs before I tuned into Coachella. I knew that I was tired. I didn't have a lot of energy reserves to pull from. And so my food was going to be a non-negotiable. I ate the way that I teach in the book. How did you do that there? I, I, I shot, I had a house and so I shopped, I brought my sauerkraut and you know, I made my healthy meals during the day. And then when I was out in the fields, I, I picked something that was similar. I just didn't, it didn't, because I'd had that conversation. It wasn't hard for me. Right. It's when I don't have that conversation Mm. and I feel like it's like, Oh, you want a bite of this? And you just get swept up in that. that, That's when it feels crappy. You should have seen me and Elizabeth at Bonnaroo. (laughs) Oh my God. With the pretzels. (laughs) pretzels. (laughs) That was a journey. We were also, 
But that was dark. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm like, I love place. Bonnaroo, no, but it I'm was just really too fun. old for that. It was like really fun, but we just had so much time to kill during the day. Like our work was done literally at 9 a.m. At 11. Then, oh my God. So oh, you're just we did our talk at 9 so every day. So we had like the whole day. Oh my God. That's <laughs> All we did for the rest of the day, we're like, well, I guess we'll just eat these mushrooms <laughs> every day. <laughs> like, it just was That's like, a long day to start that. It was, <laughs> you know, we'll guess we'll just lay in the sun and, yeah. and have these, co- you know, it just like, it's hard to not do that when there's nothing else to yeah, do. Yeah, no, I hear you. And and then the same is true when we spend a lot of time with our family or we're just home and, you know, I'm in my family's house in Vermont and all there is is food and my mom feeding us every two. I have a Jewish mother who's cooking like a, up a storm. Yeah. But I really, again, I have to tune into myself, get quiet, make sure I'm still doing some of the practices that serve me that I teach in the book, like meditate or journal or exercise, move my body. And... It's my journey of that over about that rather has come a long way. Like I used to fall into all the foods that were around me during Christmas time in Vermont. I'd come home and I'd feel like crap and I would need something more like a reset. Now it's probably a meal or two. Like on the way home from Coachella, I had French fries. I was like, I'm Live, totally going to buy. Yeah, I was like, what I'm I was like, great. Now. I mean, it sounded great to me. I had them. No big deal. Right. But if it wasn't a conscious decision with intention behind it, that's when it feels crappy. I love that. I love that you're So are you that. behind it? Are you, are you in the driver? seat of that choice or are you just being driven right and then knowing that yeah you might need a reset and that's okay like we're all at different stages in our wellness journey I don't like the word journey but like whatever we don't like the word wellness I know it's like what does wellness even mean (laughs) we're all at different stages of life how about that and we're gonna need different things at different times and and our job as a human is to tune in and get quiet and ask okay what do you need and I love what you're saying. It's just like, it's about being gentle with yourself where it's like, okay, like if I want those French fries, I don't Great. need to then finish them and be in some sort of like, cause that's definitely like where my brain gets trapped in like 15 year old me Yep. or I'll like, I won't check in. I'll do it in the moment and then I'll feel really shitty after. Yeah. And then hi- and that's, and what, then I'm, that's what I'm behavior. afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would eat in hiding and yeah. then I would like combat that craving with something else. I talk a lot about in my early days of coaching, my, cabinets would scream at me like go eat this and then go eat this and I would just continue to borderline binge or binge until I was just done and then I hated myself and so I'd go on a juice cleanse and all this would just keep going meanwhile I'm a health coach during all of this mind you I kept going with my practice and just a note to all the health coaches out there you don't have to have this figured out you just have to lead from what's true in your heart in that moment Mm. I was still helping none of this was false or a lie I was sharing about my struggles but I was also sharing about what I I knew would also be helpful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I need to be the person who has this figured out. And I still don't, you know, I still don't position myself as the person who has this figured out. This is why it's nice sometimes for something like Instagram, because you guys can see my day to day life and see how I am figuring this out and will continue to. Beautiful. Robin, thank you so much. I, we appreciate so much you not only bringing knowledge, but bringing like a really real, relatable dialogue to the work you're doing. So thank you thank so you. much. Tell our listeners where they can find Thanks, you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. So uh, everything is under my name, Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, Eucalyst, Y-O-U-K-I-L-I-S.com. And then that's also my Instagram name. If that's too hard to remember, the name of the book is Thin From Within. And you can find my name in the author page and get to all Beautiful. the tunnels of me through that yay thank you so thank much thanks for having me you guys are the best yes that's a retrograde happy holidays hey if you're listening to this the blessed holiday that is 420 is happening ho, or ho, ho. may have already happened or maybe every day is 420 for you merry green christmas or elizabeth occasionally because it's 
2018 in Los Angeles and it's more on the everyday scope of things around these parts, but that's okay too. Every day I take my hands together and I bow to the Lord, (laughs) our savior, cannabis. Either way, whatever your marijuana practices, we have some fun cannabis related facts. Pulling up my uh, eyeglasses because getting high and learning is what we think life is all about. Totally agree. So you've all by now definitely heard of CBD and, of course, the old standard, THC. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But those are just two of the over 100 cannabinoids. It's cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. We've been saying it wrong all along. Cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. Look, I feel like this is a regional dialect conversation. It could be. So whatever you guys want to say. But our bodies produce these cannabinoids, cannabinoids, naturally, and that we have an entire system in our body dedicated to processing them. Hashtag facts. Or that just 100 years ago, cannabis was sold at pharmacies across the U.S. And it's also now sold in pharmacies in the U.S. That's true. We've really, with an F. we really reverted back after this retrograde. Fuck yeah. You know what's cool is we learned all of that from Miss Grass, the online magazine and shop for women and cannabis. So Miss Grass is cool. It's a place for women to go to explore all of their cannabis needs and queries. It answers burning questions and the ones that you're probably maybe too embarrassed to ask. Are we embarrassed to ask questions? Definitely not. But questions such as, what cannabis should I use before sex? Ooh. Edibles horrify me. Where should I begin? Totally get it. Can CBD help me sleep? For, for yes. sure. Yes. Will I get high from topicals? Unfortunately, I don't think so. I don't think so. But MissGrass.com curates the best products from all across the cannabis land. Think of it as a one-stop shop for premium CBD beauty and wellness and accessories. Ones you'll actually want on display at your home. This sounds Cute. so chic. And you know what's even more chic is that we have a fucking promo I code. love that. So if you go to the flower shop at MissGrass.com, that's M-I-S-S-G-R-A-S-S.com, and you use the code retrograde, you will get 20% off your first your order. Purchase. Wow. And it's such a rad site. We're so excited to be aligned with them. They're just like very in line with the whole vibe. Mm -hmm. And it's just really fun to see like empowered women just taking over the cannabis space. Making cannabis cute. Making cannabis cute. Okay, again, that's Miss Grass, M-I-S-S-G-R-A-S-S dot com. Promo code retrograde, 20% off. Live your best life and happy holidays. Happy holidays. This episode of That's So Retrograde is brought to you in part by Care Of Vitamins. If you're part of the Retrograde family, you know that Care Of is our vitamin and supplement provider of choice, offering effective quality ingredients personally tailored to your exact needs. We love the customization component of Care Of. It's a fun online quiz that makes it easy to figure out what vitamins and supplements you specifically need. Their recommendations are based on clinical research, traditional medicine, and input from doctors and nutritionists. The quiz is super simple, takes only a few minutes, and then you get your personalized supplement recommendations right then and there. Right then and there. And you can go off the quiz and like choose your own adventure cool. for your own pack if you want to. Fun. I'm currently doing ashwagandha, digestive enzymes, elderberry, turmeric. Turmeric. And I can modify and change whatever, whenever I want. I love that. I wasn't recommended turmeric, but then I was like, I'd like to be taking that. So, so. I swapped it out for... The fish oil that I had already purchased separately. Oh, look at you. But it's great because you can just do whatever you want. If if you see a nutritionist and they're like, this is what you need, 
go to takecareof.com and throw it all together. Just throw it all together. Plus, I love that they labeled my vitamins High Falcon. Yeah, that's kind of the best. You can customize your subscription box and it's just a grab and go scenario. So when you leave the house in the morning, just grab the little packet and it will bring you a little bundle of joy. And if that's not enough for you guys to love it, the truth is, is that the care of packets cost about 20% less when compared to similar brands at local drug and health food stores. More bang for your buck, y'all. And on top of that, as care of is a partner with that. So retrograde, they're offering 25% off for your first month. Just head over to takecareof.com. Use the promo code so retrograde at checkout and uh, you're on your way. That's so great. So to it's a take supplement care of. filled journey Bliss. bliss bliss exactly blissful supplement nothing better journey. it's takecareof.com promo code so retrograde and uh you'll be on your way guys see you there namaste keep in your supplement regime cute it's time for rnt those stems and leaves it's time for rnt those stems and leaves who's down with rnt the t is starling deep elizabeth is never gonna tell us how they're feeling now are you a rose or are you a thorn today at this moment yeah um Ooh, I'd say a rose with thorns. Me too. That's what okay. I am. I think that's what we always are. Right. It's like we're pretty. As as the... Uh, if, you gra- if you grab us too tight, we're going to prick you. Yeah. And also, it, as isn't it... Didn't Axl Rose once say every rose every, has its thorn? Is that Axl Rose? I don't know. That feels more like seal. We're really... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a kiss from a rose. Oh. We should do a, a rose-filled Spotify playlist. Oh my God, that's such a good get, idea. All the lyrics. Done. Frenetic. No. Anyway, we were trying. Before we were trying to think of the word for when you like sound something out. Not frenetic, but guys, yell it in your car. Yell it in your car right now. I, you're sitting at your desk. You're working out. You're meal prepping. What just you yell. Yell. <laughs> yell it to us. Let okay. us know. What is the word? Anyway, we didn't even know I what to Google. frenetic again. I know. God damn it. To spell it out. Because the word cannabinoid. Right. Can Nabinoid. Cannabinoid. It's, uh, we can't get stuck in this loop Well, again. yeah, we can't, it's, it's a challenge. Anyway, welcome to Roses and Thorns. That would be a stem would be trying to figure out what the fuck we're talking yeah. about. Hoping for next time. <laughs> not frenetic, but. Um, we'll it figure out. it out. Let us know what it is. Slide into our DMs. Anyway, okay. I've got thorns. I've got roses. Sure. Which one do you, do you want to do your thorn first? What's my thorn? I don't know. Just that you're horizontal right now. <laughs> My thorn is how I feel right now, although Robin did help me out. She tied her scarf around my lower back and said that if you have food poisoning, you need to keep your kidneys warm, so that's interesting. Are you taping me right now? I'm recording you because I want the people to see the cozy scenario <laughs> that we have here at Rama Institute. Um, sheeps, at least they're sheepskin rugs and sitting pretty still uh, cushions. This might be my new vibe for recording. Like yeah. Always. Okay. So. Okay. So my thorn and my rose is the same thing and it's the documentary Wild Wild Country. Yeah. Do you want me to stop recording? You Who, who's watched it? Heard of it? <laughs> um, here's the thing, guys. I know that I posted a lot of videos and a lot of you responded to me and it's because it was a harrowing journey of every emotion that I could have possibly experienced on my spectrum of emotions going ranging from, you know, Hey, this doesn't seem that bad. I want to join this group. To why are you, I like to match. I love matching and fucking. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Partying and fucking and wearing red. Although, according to Nitty, I shouldn't be wearing red because I'm too intense. I shouldn't wear red either. Interesting. Why for you? She said my through, via the numerology. I didn't ask. She said gray? it creates too much um, inner fire. 
Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so my thorn with this documentary is that basically, I think it's fine. Basically, you know, it really brought into question a lot for me about can someone be a spiritual leader, a guru, without becoming corrupt and drunk on power? And what are the reasons why he became that way? Is it Was it an internal thing or was it because of the pressures that white Christian America was putting on them? I mean... They literally started calling them a cult before they were they weren't even a cult. Like what came first, the cult label or the cult itself? Exactly, because they were just a community of people trying to like live in love and harmony and like full self-expression and freedom. And then all these fucking white people were like, we're afraid of the unknown and they're a cult and they're all wearing red, which I get that might be the one reason why you were putting people off. And they're forming their own society. They're forming their own society. But like at the beginning, they weren't fucking hurting anyone. They just wanted to like have a utopia. And then all of this violence was like predicated on them and it was just horrible. And then they literally armed themselves like a militia. So, you know, I just, I'm on the side of the cult. Definitely. I haven't finished yet. So I'm, I have, I'm still undetermined. But I do think that they took it too far. And I do think there's a danger in worshiping any one person yeah. to that degree. Um, but fuck, the lawyer was just so heartfelt. Sheila, tough titties. Really like the lawyer. Unbelievable. I mean, Osho, are you sure you want to take that laughing gas? Um, of course, the Hollywood people are the ones that corrupted him and made him into a drug addict. That totally checks out. <laughs> totally checks out. <laughs> um, but it just was, you know, I was crying because I felt like they just wanted to live their truth and their freedom. And they were just there was so much pressure put on them that they created, you know, reactivity. And it was, like, really devastating. Highly reactive. Um, but, yeah, fuck. I don't know. I had a lot more to say about this last week right after I watched it. But, guys. It was a retrograde. I think my new, I think I'm going to join a cult, and that cult is just watching documentaries on cults. Favorite. Favorite topic. It's so amazing. It, it like, wasn't a cult, though. Might I suggest my favorite um, cult documentary of all time? What that was I, it? It's called The Source Family. Oh, I've heard of this. If anybody has not seen this, it's so good. But this seems more culty. It's just different. Okay. One and one's like a special, the other's a, a doc movie. So I think I see. You know, it's gonna one has Duplass brothers behind it, the other doesn't. You know, right, right, just, right, right. But it's it's phenomenal. If you guys haven't checked it out, I also love the cowboy. Out. Like we get revealed that like halfway through that his dad is the founder of Nike. In oh, Oregon. I haven't gotten there yet. Oh yeah, he's like the old oh, guy. Oh wait, they talk about that at the beginning. No? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I did catch that. Yeah, there, he's just like a rancher who has all this land, and it's like, oh, how do you have so much money? Oh, because your dad founded Nike. Right, right, right. Got it. But it's fucked up. That cult. What's weird just about kidding, the whole Nike, thing don't now hurt me. is that. It's a fucking Christian camp on that land. So maybe there's something about that land that's just like energetically charged. Could be. Like some kind of weird vortex. Anybody have any intel on that? Does anyone want to go to camp? us. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a rose? It's a rose because a you... thorn because it was so engaging and I was so obsessed with it. But it was like hard to watch and emotional. And I just felt like so bad for it's literally religious and racial persecution at the end of the day yeah i'll be honest as much as i love a good cult and a doc and a good cult doc i've been struggling getting through it oh my god i watched it i started watching it again it's not breezy for me like it's i've it's not, a lot of start and stopping it, you have to you can't like watch it and be on your phone right i've been i was like doing t- 
doing house No, you have to like watch the stuff. whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I restarted. Yeah. Anyway. What's yours? I love that. Yeah. Ugh, oh my God, so much. Okay. Few things. Do we want the worst for first sure. or? What are you feeling? You know what? I'm actually just going to do roses. My, my thorn is the mice situation. It still prevails and I have come home a few times to like... <sighs> I don't even like to say this because I feel like the animal activists are going to get mad at me, but I put on some mouse traps. I didn't know what else to do. It's really jarring to come home to a trap mouse, let's just say. Anyway. Have you thought about doing it the natural way? That's how I trap my mice in college. Basically, you have to like set up like a roll of toilet paper. There's like a, when you're, when you're not toilet paper, um, like paper towels, like the long roll. Mm-hmm. And you like put that oh, right. up against the hole. And then you put a trash can? I, d- I haven't been able to find the source. Oh, okay. That's in the whole thing. So I like hear them in my walls when I'm sleeping at night. I figured out they were literally going into my cupboards, taking food out of them and moving it behind the stove. <laughs> like it's been literally, I've been an insane person. Life. And as a result, I have full, full best life. I've got so many like good, like Saqqara life granola done, like full in. And, um, I have I went on a walk this morning and jumped at the sight of a squirrel. Like I am on edge all the time now with of and I never I don't have a problem with bugs. Like for some reason mice and I didn't even know this triggering. We need to get when my family used to have mice in their in our basement, we had our family friend had a dog, Avishla, mm-hmm. and her name was Sasia and she would just come over and find the mouse and get it and take it out. Yeah. I don't have yeah, that would be great. And then on top of that I don't think Carlos is much of a hunter. I just finished I don't <laughs> think so either. He's like the same size as the mouse. Yeah. They're yeah, they're almost rat level. It's intense. Ew. And then I not to mention I just finished reading this book recently called How to Murder Your Life and and her drug psychosis. It's written by Kat Marnell. She had like a huge addiction issue and that's predominantly what the book's about. She was like seeing mice everywhere yeah. and that was her whole journey. So I like weirdly feel like you know when you read a what book and you there? go I would love that. I actually would hate that. They're there. They're there. I've been cleaning up their poop. So Ew. and donating the fancy granola to their cause. So, you know, it's, it's all a thing. You got to line it up, get them out of the hole, then set up the paper towel. I don't thing, know where the hole is. And it would just like line up the granola on the floor. So like and catch them like that. Right. It's they like, only come out at night. Usually when I'm sleeping, they're like in the walls. It's like <gasps> it's a whole thing. Yikes. Anyway, shout out to my landlord who's been surprisingly really nice know, with helping really me sweet. out. Um, kind of hot too. <laughs> <laughs> Some bitches thirsty. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. I was like, eh, I don't know. Just anyway. any male with like any sort of like sweetness. I'm like, yeah. he's hot. So that's a thorn. The PTSD of it all is not serving my life Sorry well. To hear about it's that. okay. So. Um, I wanted to talk about two things. One is, does anybody know what the deal is with these roll shaper machines? What's the deal with roll What's shaper the, it's machines? A health and fis- fitness system that basically trains, tones, and shapes, or claims to train, tone, and shape the body by aiding in lymphatic drainage without the need for vigorous exercise. And is that the thing that you went to? It's the thing I went to. They're kind of popping up here in LA. They're these... The best way to explain it, it's like a a larger machine that's on a roller that has these nubs on it that are will like uh, engage in lymphatic massage if you move your body across it. So there's, I think, like 12 different series of exercises that you do. Like you lean up against it. You put your calves on it. You put your arms on it. You put your back on it. You straddle it. It's like a whole thing. And it's infrared from within. So there is a heat component. It doesn't get very hot, though. 
and it's just on a roller and cool. I tried it out here in Los Angeles at a place called Body Shape Now it's right by Erewhon um, went with Ryan Weiss hi Ryan um, and it was really interesting I definitely felt like it, it really jostles things so you can really feel the lymphatic massage the drainage I got a pretty bad headache afterwards but Ooh. I think it was because I was really dehydrated going into it mm-hmm. um, but it was really interesting and I was speaking with the owner who was lovely and she was talking about how it's like the biggest rage there one on every block in Europe and, and they're really originated in Poland but it's moving through Europe over in Israel like this is kind of a big trend overseas and it's just starting to come here so I just thought I would you know share it share it with our TSR community so you guys will be like oh I know about a body roller shaper thing Elizabeth talked about it very eloquently (laughs) and then so that's what's that's what's happening and then the peace de resistance are we ready you guys I'm ready are you ready you guys and by that I mean Stephanie this is an update in the adventures of manifesting that I feel we've all just like held one another's hand on the show thanks for holding space Thanks for holding space. As one knows, I've been a Bravo fan. For, no. I, know, I don't know if you heard. That's crazy. But I think, um, you know, the Bravo of it all has been an ongoing conversation within this show. Mm-hmm. I, you know, unabashedly will say that reruns of Real Housewives of New York, like, bring me to my Zen place while I'm working and doing stuff around the house. It's just, like, relaxing white noise to me. And this has been the case for for a long time like just the whole bravo of it all like I don't really specify but it it all just like really feeds my soul so anyway in the most serendipitous of serendipitous moments last weekend April 7th we found ourselves hanging out with Andy Cohen (laughs) and you know Ambie said I was listening to the live episode that came out last week and Ambie's like, Elizabeth, there is a cosmic gift that is coming your way. And I'm pretty sure that was it. Shannon told me that too. I was pretty sure that was well, it. I went to our friend's party. It was our friend Justine's birthday party. And, and John Hill came. And um, I walk into the bar and I see John sitting with my brother and with Johnny Volick and with Andy. And I just was like, oh, my God. Elizabeth wasn't there yet. I didn't text her. I was like, I'm just going to sit next to him and talk and then just be like, there to receive Elizabeth. It was well. I um, well. What happened was that I had gone out before I was supposed to be at the party. Decided to had two tequilas and was like, I'm going to meditate really quick. That turned into a two hour nap, as those situations tend to do. So I showed up like kind of all disheveled and like just had like rolled out of bed into an Uber real quick, and then ended up chatting with Andy for a really long time. Mm-hmm. That then turned into us going to the gay disco party. Mm-hmm. Dancing to Donna Summer mm-hmm. and um, vaping on the dance floor. Lol. And then he invited you to the live watch. And then, live. yeah, first of all, he couldn't have been nicer or cooler. And, you know, I think, you know, obviously he's so close with our friend John Hill. So there wasn't that like. I had a dream last night that he was trying to fuck me. And I just John realized that. Hill? Hi, John Cohen. Hill. Oh, I had sense. a dream. Oh, my God. I had a dream that uh, Jeff Goldblum was trying to fuck me. <laughs> Last night, and it was extremely vivid. That's I blame so, the sound bath. Wow. It yeah, was, that's very weird. It was really weird. Such a well-dressed man. Wow. I, I think that was more. He truly is. Um, anyway, so we had such a fun night. He was so sweet, so cool. We just like grooved on the dance floor. And then he invited me and Johnny to the night of 31 
doorbells, which anyone who saw that air last week, it was literally a Bravo fever dream. It was like all the Vanderpump Rules people, like all these different housewives, just like all of it. And we were just like front and center sitting in like Andy's guest seats. Like it was fucking wild. I was just like. I felt like a Make-A-Wish kid. Uh, I literally was like, "This is that." I told him that I was like, "Thank you for for making and my dreams Michael, come like, true." You're happier than any Make-A-Wish kid yeah. would ever be. Totally. <laughs> it was just like I can't even explain. Even talking about it seems so silly because it's like, did that actually happen? It did. It did. Honey. I also spoke to him about Kelsey Patel and Vanderpump Rules. Uh huh. He told me that first of all, just on a side note, anyone who's paying attention to this. Like, I've never in my life seen, like, one of those scenes where they bring in, like, the healer or the therapist or the doctor, like, whatever it is. Normally, it's, like, a one-and-done thing. They film the scene. Yeah. Maybe there's reference to it in a flashback once. But, like, when that opportunity came about, it was, like, I'm going to go and do a scene for Vanderpump Rules. It wasn't going to be, like, a fucking through line throughout the whole season. I'm shocked. And I also, you know, as we touched on before, I feel, like, icky about it because she doesn't care about that show. Like, she's never seen it. We were just thought it would be like a fun, cool, like funny thing. Yeah. And it's like turned and into this whole thing. And the last episode was called Reiki Breaky Heart. That was the title. of. No. I was like, this is too much. Anyway, talk to Andy about it. He was like, we kind of get into it on the reunion. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, Andy, fix it. She's so amazing. Yeah. Anyway. He was like, tell her to mute them. Yeah. So just, you know, the Internet trolls of it all. I guess that's the byproduct of that. Anyway, it was. A wonderful evening you sitting in a corner dreams. talking to Andy about who we would want casted and not casted on the upcoming uh, Beverly Hills season. So when that happens, you're doing something right. <laughs> I, that's the moral of my story. I don't know. It was a trip. Anyway, thank you so much to Robin Euclid. Mm-hmm. What a great combo. Great. What a sweetheart. I'm going to meal prep and do a f- five, that five plate thing. Keep you guys posted. Rule of five. Rule of five. We just did the interview. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I'm okay. We're good. How's everyone doing? Post retrograde. We're living our best lives. We'll see you uh, on May 19th. 19th at Four Moon Spa. And we'll be back next week with a new episode. Can't Have wait. Listening, you guys. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.